Right, welcome to what is technically episode three of 602 Row Show. Uh, we literally just shut off the recording on episode two. Uh, this one's going to come out a little bit later in the weekend. This is our season-long preview and discussion. Uh, this is loaded with spoilers. Season-long, if you're just playing for kicks, I don't know why you're doing it. I, I get some people might be interested, might be purists and just really want to play along but for me season long is about winning um and that's really the the structure that our entire group of friends has taken so we are delaying the release of this video to try to protect ourselves as much as possible kendall kendall uh me and my buddy have won this season long league six of the last seven seasons uh it's, it's a point of pride we love we love season long uh, but it is loaded with spoilers. So this is your last warning. If you don't want Bachelorette spoilers, close out of the video. We're going to tell you who wins. We're going to tell you who comes in second. We're going to break down all the information we have. And we're going to show you our lineups. Uh, so if you don't want spoilers, don't do this. And don't steal our picks. <laughs> yeah, it's for fun. Come on, guys. Uh, so the first slide here is just like a snippet of the scoring. The The important distinction for... Season long is that there is no negative scoring. There is nothing that your contestant can do that is going to hurt you other than get sent home in general. Um, general season long build, you want the guys that last the longest because they score points over a longer period of time. Um, we had a couple examples last season of guys that put up huge points early. But by the end of the season, it pretty much nets out. You really, really want the, the most opportunity to score. So you want the guys that are going to last the longest. Uh, well, and even, last season was actually even unique too because we had Blake who came in late into the season, and so he didn't make any points those first two weeks. I think he came in week three, and so for those of us who chose him, we didn't get any points for him in the first couple of weeks because he just wasn't there. But then he put up so many points and obviously went on to win, and so he got major points. But so definitely about long game, not so much about week to week or what's going to happen early. It's all about the end. Absolutely. And we looked crazy. And, and really what you saw was a split between the people who play this to win and the people who are playing it for fun because all of the, no offense, serious players had Blake in their lineup uh, and were eating zeros every week. Um, so everyone who was at the top of the leaderboard come the end of the year, we were, we were sitting at the bottom for a while uh, because he was also our captain. Uh, and, and so for season long, your, your captain scores an extra 10% on top. Uh, so we were, we were eating zeros and not getting bonus points and just waiting and waiting. And they, they dragged that out for a while. We didn't get, we didn't get Blake for a while there and it, it hurt. Uh, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, it ended up being the right choice. You, you, you want the winner. You want to borrow the, the Reddit term. You want F4, F2, F1. You want those final guys, uh, cause everyone's going to score points. Uh, so just a couple snippets here. What you'll see on the screen is just like the middle chunk, the, the 10 to 25 point kind of stuff. They're scoring for everything from talking about being a virgin to riding on a boat to saying you're not here for the right reasons to <laughs> to kisses to going home to needing medical attention. Season long is amazing in its depth. Uh, for this season, there are 67 point scoring rules the the ultimate is getting proposed to for 100 points there's a bunch of fires out there and uh quarantine COVID 19 bubble pandemic are all worth five uh you know and that, that's something new that we're going to see there but 
giving gifts, reading date cards. Uh, if it happens in an episode, it is worth positive points in season long. Uh, so again, you really want the longevity of the guys who are going to be around forever. If your idiot reads every single date card, because he's the only one that can read, that's points, and it's points every week. Uh, Not. So, <laughs> so you really want to really buff that up. You can lean in the strategy a little bit, because there's stuff about talking about kids and talking about deceased loved ones. Um, but really, it's a longevity game. You want the guys that are going to be there for the longest, because at the end of the day, all those little points can't make up for pops for roses. They can't make up for hometown dates. They can't get up for winning two-on-ones. Um, so you really want the guys that are going to be there for a while. Uh, this is the pricing uh, for these guys. It's uh, uh, set by a, by a fantasy expert. Um, Fantasizer works with a fantasy expert here. We'll link to the public leagues as we're playing this year. The uh, the, the Twitter experts league that we normally play in uh, is going week to week this year. Uh, so the public league is the, the season long, and, that, and that's really what we're here for. Um, so we'll link to that league, uh, but, but definitely check out Fantasizer's platform in general. They do a lot of cool stuff. They do a lot of shows free ad Fantasizer. Come on at King of Lakemore on Twitter. Uh, Fantasizer runs fantasies for all kinds of reality shows. Uh, so if you're into reality shows, they probably have a show for it. It's a really cool platform. Um, the points for it is an independent scoring system. It's literally crowdsourced. It's a whole bunch of people on Facebook who are calling everything out and scoring, uh, and they do a wonderful job. Those girls that are on the, are on the page do a great job, and they turn around scoring really quick. Uh, they'll also put notes in there if there's any question about scoring or how they ruled. It's all in there. It's all very transparent, uh, and they do a great job. And that's what the scoring is based off of. Uh, so you'll see on your screen there the, the pricing for these guys. You set season long week two. So you don't have to go through 30 people. You only got to go through 20. Uh, and the pricing is loosely based on what we've seen from them already. Um, so there's always going to be a little bit of a chance to, to value pick here. Um, you have a $100 salary. You got to pick six guys. Uh, you cannot just pick the top guys. Uh, so if all you're doing is going off of who had a great night one, you're not going to be able to get them all in there. Uh, so you need to bring a little bit of uh, analysis to the table whether it's in-depth spoiler analysis or not is up to you, but you have to you have to think something. Otherwise, you're going to have three guys you really love and two guys whose names you can barely remember. Uh, so it's really just a setup where uh, it's salary cap. So if you play daily fantasy sports, DraftKings, FanDuel, that kind of thing, it's the same kind of idea. You can't just put all the best players on your team because uh, they don't fit from a cost standpoint. So somewhere you have to take a dip. Uh, and, and really for us, from a fantasy standpoint, the dip is where you can make a ton of cash. Because if you pick the correct cheap player, it lets you put in all of the high-priced guys and still manage a whole bunch of points. Uh, Megan, did you have any any angles you wanted to talk about from a, from a strictly pricing standpoint or anything with the scoring you wanted to touch on? No. So this is only my third time playing or third season playing. Um, and I still hate the price caps <laughs> because it's so frustrating to me that I can't just choose who I want and I have to like really think about it. Um, but no. So yeah, again, you, you want little, the longevity. So you're, you're trying to put essentially your best six band team together that goes the deepest under the cap. Uh, so you're going to have to make cuts somewhere. Um, when I was looking at this list, Megan, one that 
really jumped out to me as a as a ten dollar guy uh, was Will. Uh, with a lot of the drama that we've seen in the preview, uh, which obviously um, whoever came up with the pricing is aware of, uh, I was very surprised to see Will come in so cheap uh, because drama is stuff that is going to score points in season long and it's all positive points. So that was one that really jumped out to me as a potential value pick. So not for me. Um, so for me, in all the previews I looked at, um, it seems like the drama with Will involves Peter. It's like Peter and Will going at each other. And I don't see previews where Will sticks around very long. Like, it seems like Peter is the one that sticks around out of that drama. And so my feeling is, based off of looking at the previews, that Will goes home pretty early, actually. And then Peter's the one that sticks around. Um, and so Peter has those drama points while also the lo- a little bit more longevity. And he gets a one-on-one with her, too. Uh, Peter, fifteen dollars. Uh, nice middle of the pack pick there. Um, mm-hmm. Nate is the most expensive at twenty, uh, which makes sense based on what we saw. First kiss, first rose. Um, Will, Pardeep, Brandon, and Alec uh, are all cheapest at ten dollars. Everyone else kind of kind of falls in between on a spread here. Uh, no real surprises. I know one person that uh, if if you just came from our uh, weekly show, uh, Jamie. At seventeen dollars, uh, is pretty pricey. It's someone who we have ranted and raved about quite a bit. Uh, Megan, are we going to see? Are we going to see Jamie in your lineup? No, you're not. <laughs> so I cannot find Jamie past like pretty much this week's episode. It looks like from previews. Um, like I see him on the one-on-one um, or see previews of like that one-on-one date, but then I don't really see him anywhere else. Like he has. Very little screen time in that preview. And so to me, that suggests that he goes home pretty early. And again, um, I know we were talking about it offline, but my gut is that he takes himself home. That there's something that comes up that where he, he removes himself because I can't see Michelle sending him home. So just for everyone getting into fantasy here, again, no negative points in season long. Uh, taking yourself home is devastating in weekly. That is a huge negative. Mm-hmm. Um. Because on top of it, if there's scoring where you don't get a rose, you have taken yourself home and you didn't get a rose. Uh, it has a lot of potential for negative points. Uh, you know, we set it on the top. We're going to give you some spoilers. Uh, Jamie doesn't make it to Minnesota, which is where this season pivots at the halfway point. Um, there is absolutely nothing we see footage-wise that shows Jamie in Minnesota. Uh, one of the things that the, the ultra-hardcore do, we're not quite that hardcore, but we follow the hardcore, uh, things like social media activity, because when they go home, they could turn the stuff back on. Uh, and, and one of the big things this year that somehow I think the Bachelor the bachelor production people missed was Venmo activity. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's active on Venmo before the dates where they would have been in Minnesota. So we know Jamie goes home, and we know Jamie goes home pretty early. Uh, so for, for week to week, we love him. We think he's got a lot of potential. We know he has a one-on-one. Um, but for season long, you need to pivot away from that because, again, it's about the longevity of some of these guys. Um, so you need the final one. You need the final two. You need the final four. And then you need some guys that are pretty damn close. Uh, you need a couple top teners. If, if there's a villain that goes that deep, villains are great to have for season long. Hard to identify in this early. Again, season long locks week two. Uh, so Tuesday, Tuesday at uh, six, 7 o'clock uh, Central Time, we're locked in. You don't get to change them again. 
Uh, so you have to be, you have to be right the first time. Uh, Megan, everything I'm seeing has Nate winning. Yeah, that that's what I've seen too. Um, I think I think Reality Steve dropped that a couple days ago. Both the final two and the win. Um, yeah. You know, so uh, Megan, if you want to go ahead and spoil uh, number two. Number two I've seen is Brandon and Jay. That's what I'm getting as well. So uh, you know, I, I gave y'all Will there as a value pick. Uh, Brandon is uh, is the value pick at, at ten dollars. Uh, going that deep in the season at that price, you cannot not have him in your lineup. And again, that's why we're going to hold this video for a little bit so that only a couple of the people we play with are stealing our stuff. Uh, we're all pretty dialed in, but there's a lot of new people playing with us and. Brandon at ten dollars is is a no brainer. Say must have in your lineup. If you don't have Brandon at ten bucks, you're not going to win. Um, unfortunately, Joe is who I'm seeing as as third. I don't like That's Joe. I know. I just think he gets two one on one dates. Like that, that, they have him at two different locations. That's a the one baseball park one, and then a nighttime one too. And if you make final three, for people that don't really know how Bachelor Bachelorette goes, you get what is called the fantasy suite, uh, which is an overnight date where you can do whatever you want to do alone with your potential partner. Um, and that's huge. Behind closed doors. <laughs> Behind closed doors. No cameras allowed, right? Yep. So, uh, I'm sure that part of your contract is saying that that footage exists and you have released it. and <laughs> You better not do Bachelor wrong because they'll release it to the internet. Uh, but the fantasy suites were 75 points. Um, saying mm-hmm. you love someone is 50 points. Uh, having her say it to you is 50 points. So if you're on one of these really late dates, you get points for the date. You get points for your rose. You get points every time you two say you love you to each other. You get points for the fantasy suite. You have to have these guys that make it to the end. It's usually three. Uh, so there's four hometown dates. Mm-hmm. So it, there's points to be had there. You got to have the right one. Um, one point that came out this year, one point category that is not present this year is picking the next bachelor. Mm-hmm. Um, I have looked up and down the score list 13 times looking for it. Cause it is always there. Uh, for anyone that lives under a rock, uh, Clayton, Clayton is the next bachelor. We've known that for a long time. I think you can probably see it when we're giggling when we're talking about Clayton. Um, There's already spoilers about who his top four are too. Like they just finished today filming the last group date that gets them to eight. Yeah. So I mean, his season's almost over. So yes, the, the spoilers are everywhere, and and trying to find spoilers for. Michelle's season is tough right now because it's all buried under Clayton crap. <laughs> yeah. But so Clayton's the next bachelor. Uh, with those points not in here anymore, it, it's not worth as much. I also have him going pretty deep. Um, yeah. But the things that make him the next bachelor are th- the types of things they're going to highlight in footage. And again, footage is points. Um, so you want to have him. And without any negative points, even if they have a blow up and a falling out, you're scoring points for that. Which I, I don't see happening. Like I, I'm actually, I'm curious to see how Clayton leaves because I don't see it being a blowout, especially um, I think with the interactions that, that we've seen so far on camera and the fact again, that he is the bachelor coming up. Like I feel like it's going to be, yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested to see 
the reason for him going home. Yeah, everything I'm reading is that the producers fell in love with his story. Um, yeah. So we'll see how that manifests itself in the episodes. Yeah. Again, now story and backstory is great and can inform your decisions, but at the end of the day, the only thing you're getting points for is what happens on camera. Uh, okay. So Clayton at $18 uh, made my lineup. We'll, we'll get to our lineups here in just a second. Uh, anyone else you want to call out from a, from a value price standpoint, Meg? I mean, I think just like in general, um, and I don't have the points in front of me, but I think for me, and we've talked about kind of those highs and those lows, right? I mean, like Nate, Brandon, Joe is the higher ones that you want to have there, top three, and then having, um, and then Brandon being one of the lower picks, I guess, um, that you might not know about. But I think for me, like middle of the pack, the people that I had a, had a hard time choosing between, um, and I'm still kind of toying with. Um, are the Clayton, Rick, and Rodney. Um, because we see all of them going on one-on-one on, one, one on one dates with Michelle. We see her seeming to really enjoy them. Um, I've heard or I've seen that Rick is the one that ends up on the last or in the last hometown date. Um, and so, again, like for me, so as you'll see in my lineup there, that I had Peter in there. Because I know that Peter gets a one-on-one date. And again, I'm predicting that he's part of drama on the season. And so I'm I'm still going back and forth on whether I want that angle within this lineup or whether I want to do the safer bet of having someone like Rodney or Clayton. Uh, because, cause yeah. So let me, so let me jump over to our lineups here. Um, this is where we fell out. Uh, we both left just a couple dollars on the table. Uh, you'll see Nate, uh, who we both have winning. Uh, again, it's an extra 10% points uh, to whoever you deem your captain. Uh, generally speaking, from a fantasy strategy standpoint, you want that to be your winner because your winner for the season should score the most points. There's arguments you can make to lay that in somewhere else if you think someone's going to be a points maven. Um, but the proposal's worth 100, so if it's your captain, it's worth 110. Uh Generally speaking, whoever you have tabbed as the winner should probably be your captain. Um, we can go back and forth on these. Uh, obviously, you guys can see it all on the screen. I just told you we both have Nate. Uh, I'll tell you we both have Brandon, and we've kind of talked about those two. Um, so, Megan, if you want to start with Joe and kind of talk about uh, about why you have Joe in your lineup. Yeah, I mean, again, like so I have Joe in my lineup because partially because I think that he's going to be some drama, right? I think that he's going to be part of that drama of does she like, did they know each other before coming here? Right. Did they know each other? Um, is something that we keep hearing in some of these previews. Um, but again, reports are that he makes it top three. And so with that drama element, I like, I, I want him, I want him there. Um, especially if he's going that far. And I've got him for, for mostly the same reasons. Like I said, we, we know, uh, we know that he is top three. Um, we know that there's this back and forth drama that they've had existing already in episode one. They framed it in episode one, so we know that it happens. Um, you can't not have him at, at $19. He's not necessarily a cheap choice, uh, but you, you have to have your top three in there. Uh, the fact that we know it means it, that our hands are a little tied from a strategy standpoint. Uh, you got to have him in the lineup. Yeah. Um, next for both of us is Clayton. And we've kind of talked about Clayton a little bit. There has to be something that the producers see 
that put him in a position to be the bachelor. There has to be. Um, we didn't see it night one. And we talked about that in our, in our uh, recap show that we just filmed. Didn't do a whole lot. Uh, but we know he goes pretty deep. And we know that he's around. Um, so for me, he's got to be in my lineup. Uh, we both have Rodney, however, we have him in different positions. Uh, Rodney was my sixth pick. Uh, I think he's top eight. I'm not sure what to make of him. You've been a little more in on him than I have. I'll let you talk about some of your reasoning to have him. Yeah, I mean, he like he gets so much screen time in the preview. Like, so much. And he seems like this guy, like the way that they portray him in the preview, and even like the way that, that I think Michelle has talked about him in some of the interviews too, is that he's like a very charismatic guy. Like he's super fun. I mean, there's a shot of him running naked down the stairs, right? I mean, like, but when you pair that with also like you, like in this latest preview, we got a shot of them like riding bicycles, riding bicycles together, like on a one-on-one date down, down like a country road, right? So like, I think that he has both like that fun and that sweet and I think that she, I think it's really going to play with Michelle, and like I think it's going to be a really nice relationship for her. Um, I mean, again, obviously he doesn't go far enough to make it into the top four, um, and I I'm not sure how far he makes it. But like knowing that he has that one on one, knowing that he seems to be this like guy that she is drawn to in a way, I feel like he's at least going to get screen time every episode. Who do you have at number four, Meg? I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't able to find a whole lot um, for number four. I, oh, I have, oh, four. yes, I yeah, have top four, Rick. So, so, so I've, heard, I've heard Rick is, is number four. But again, like, yeah, yeah, I heard Rick is. I can That's really I see it being Clayton mm-hmm. and then going home at that point. Um, yeah. Those hometown dates are a big deal. Yeah. And and so I keep coming back to how the producer said they fell in love with his story. If she gets to go to Missouri and meet mm-hmm. his family, that might be that last piece of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's what I keep coming back to. So, uh, like I said, we both have Clayton in, whether he's top yeah. four, top five, top eight. There's going yeah. to be points there. There has to be something. Um, I I. I just c- couldn't find a, a mental exercise that got Rodney into my top four. I don't think Rodney gets a hometown. That's fair. Uh, however, on my team. So uh, the, the last piece that we need here is our, our sixth. Um, yeah. So I, I took Rick. Mm-hmm. And I had talked a whole bunch of shit about Rick. Yeah. But she seems to like him. He's got a ton of footage. Mm-hmm. Everything that I'm seeing, he gets to Minnesota. He survives mm-hmm. a couple dates in Minnesota. Um, I think with the connection they've already built, the footage I've seen, and the other choices that were left, I like Rick's point potential. Uh, and, I, and I had to get him into my lineup. Yeah. Uh, you... I mean, again, I... I, uh, I so, yeah, um... Setting this lineup, I was going back and forth on whether I wanted Rick or Peter in my – well, so Rick, Rodney, or Peter um, in, like, those last two slots. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I feel torn because I do think that Rick is going to go really far. Um, I think that I have my own 
um, want to capitalize on any drama that's there. And again, it seems like such a, like a low drama season so far, um, at least from the previews, right? It doesn't seem like there's a lot happening. Um, and so it's hard because I don't know if that's really where the points are going to come from this season. Whereas in past seasons, there have been a lot of points from like those those more tertiary people that have come from drama, right? Um, and I think this season, whether it's because of Michelle or because of the guys themselves, I think the points are more going to come from the interactions, like the positive interactions that are happening. Um, and so that's why I'm torn. Um, and so I will put the caveat out there that this is not my final lineup. I'm still going back and forth on a couple of these guys. But we'll be looking at new information up until you know, 6.58 on Tuesday when these lineups lock uh, because the positioning matters so much. I mean, I, I can, I, I'll only speak for me, but I, I can make an assumption on Megan here too. Like Nate, Joe, Brandon are not coming out of this lineup. If, if yes. something else happens information-wise where we know the top four, know the top six, uh, we'll make changes as much as we can with the salary. Um, I'll tell you, winning and tying for a win are not the same thing. Uh, <laughs> so as, as the people in our group and, and we make our picks uh, and more and more people join, you know, it might get a little more squirrely toward the end there. You know, instead of taking a flyer on, on someone we think is like fringe top six, you might take a guy in the top eight that has potential to score a ton of points. Um, and that's kind of what Megan's spoken to here with, with Peter. You know, the, there's potential for points from a lot of different areas here. And again, season long, there's no negative points. Everything that happens is plus points. So you don't have to worry about a guy sabotaging you. Um, you just you need him to go as long as possible. So you know, you're really, really locked in at the top. And then the rest of it is, is stylistically you. Uh, you get to decide uh, your risk tolerance and you get to decide your sources. Um, but just know that everyone's out there fishing in the same pond so uh unless you find something truly groundbreaking you know like say for example you knew clayton's brother and he wouldn't tell you anything about the season at all yeah that's, you know? that's like a super weird example that you bring up that would be just really frustrating to have just a wonderful resource but he won't tell you a, a damn thing about anything for example for example <laughs> For example. There's no way Nate watches my videos. So. Hi, Nate. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that's season long, guys. It's a little bit different from a strategy standpoint from week to week uh, in, in that the spoilers are, are huge for points. Uh, so you still need a little bit of that nuance. You still need to lean into trusting your gut and knowing what you know. Uh, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of data out there. Uh, there is nothing wrong with hosting a league that everyone plays nice in and you agree, no spoilers. It's not the public league on Fantasizer. It's not any league that we're in. We we're cheaters for lack of a better term. Um, but it's fun. You know, it's fun to put the lineups out there and it's fun to compare it week to week. And, you know, really once everyone's lineups are out, we'll compare the locked lineups and, and you can, you can see who has a shot at winning and who doesn't just based on who's in that lineup and, and the information that we have. So I know we got a lot of new people playing in the in the 602 Rose Show League this year, uh, which we're just overlaid over the public league. So if you want to play with us, come to Fantasizer. We'll all be in the same the same lineup. That'll be that'll be our official lineups there. Uh, if we make changes to these, we will repost. Uh, but as you see it on the screen now, my team is Nate, Brandon, Joe, 
Clayton, Rick, and Rodney. Uh, Megan's lineup is Nate, Brandon, Joe, Clayton, Rodney, and Peter. So, good luck to you.